Let's celebrate life with a little bubbly. Welcome to Bubbles of Wisdom Podcast. I am Danny, the artist. I am Maggie, the law librarian. We are cousins and best friends. With this bi-weekly podcast, we engage in meaningful and entertaining conversations about work, love, health, and of course, sparkling wine. We share our life experiences as women over 50, so all women embrace who they are and feel empowered as they age. Well, hello, Maggie. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. I'm so excited today. Yes. Yeah, me too. You too, eh? Yeah, today's Groundhog Day. (laughs) We just had an interesting conversation about yes. Pesatani Bill, who died yesterday. This is terrible. I know. Let's not laugh because you may be <laughs> got to be sensitive to the people that do the followers. Follow, that's right. You know, that's yes. right. That's their spirituality, right? Exactly. There you go. Exactly. So, as you guys know, we've been talking about faith and spirituality for the for season three. And both of us being Haitian is one thing that we wanted to make sure we talk about. And that's Vodou. Yes. Yes. That mm. (laughs) very important conversation for us. So we have today with us a couple. And this is a couple that we've known for quite a while. We can call them friends as well. They've been coming to uh, our annual barbecue and getting people off their chairs and dancing like there's no tomorrow. So we're talking about Monvelino and Riva. They are the couple part of Boyo Music. Riva, welcome. Monvelino, welcome. Can you please tell the listeners where they can find you? Well, thank you so much for having us here with you this evening on your bubbly podcast. <laughs> um, we're excited to be joining you this evening, um, you know, from a different uh, seat, because typically in your backyard, it's just such a different uh, vibe in the summertime. But um, our music can be found on all streaming platforms, on YouTube, on Amazon, Spotify, iTunes, just everywhere. Um, Boyo Music is the band. But Movellino also has individual uh, catalogs of his own. So you can find him under Movellino. And then you can also find um, some music that I've released also um, under my name, uh, Riva Placida. So those three ways are the way that you can find our music online. Perfect. And of course, they're on, you know, Instagram. Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll we'll definitely add uh, your Instagram links and uh, all of the above to our show notes. So the listeners will be able to follow you. Thank That's you. right. And so the topic today is Vodou, right? And so we're going to just give our listeners the history. Well, a brief history. So Vodou is also known as Vodun, Voodoo, and by several other variants. It's a religion that combines Roman Catholicism and native African religion, particularly from the region of Daomey which is in West Africa, which is the modern-day Benin. Mm -hmm. So voodoo is primarily practiced in Haiti, New Orleans, and other locations within the Caribbean. And, of course, it is still practiced also in Africa. Of course. Mm -hmm. Of course. Absolutely. But since we're we're just focusing on Haiti. (laughs) (laughs) And so what are the followers of voodoo referred to as, for our listeners who are not familiar? Um... The term that's used frequently, I would say, is vaudouisant. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard Movellino use the term vaudouiste. Mm. 
So those are the two I would say. Vodouisa is the more popular one, and Vodouiste, um, who practice Vodou. When you serve the lois or the spirits, um, those are the, the main terms that are used for, for those who observe or practice um, voodoo. And as I was preparing for this, funny enough, I have a, a story. So I was watching Monk. I love Monk. <laughs> <laughs> and so what was the episode about today? Voodoo. Oh, how interesting. How interesting and how bizarre and random, right? So it was <laughs> Mercury like and Mercury and retrograde. That's right. We're going to go back to that. So tell us, how did you, well, each of you, how did you, how were you first introduced to Voodoo? I know that it, it is part of the Haitian culture, but was there a moment where, you know, you were introduced to it where you said, okay, this is something that I will carry through my life? Oh, <laughs> pushing me forward. Um, well, my story is um, definitely different from Ovalino's. Um, given that I'm half Haitian, um, I was born here in the U.S., but I was raised in Haiti by an American mother. So um, I always say that if I were probably raised under different circumstances, my reality would have probably been different now. But because my mother was so open-minded and so um, sort of intrigued by the culture, she took me around the country at a very young age to various um, voodoo ceremonies. Um, so I, I, I started to um, sort of be infused in that aspect of the culture from a young age and without any fear about it or any pre mm -hmm. you know preconceived notions my fellow full Haitian friends would yes. were not in the same you know exactly the same situation as right myself um, that's that's so I would be the one going back you know to school telling people about like my experience at a ceremony versus people who would like oh no bad guy sassy bad guy job you know like that's demonic or uh -huh. uh, very scary um uh, you know tales around it So um, as a little girl, I, I lived there from age five to um, 15, mm. so, you know, during my formative years, like right before um, high school. So I fell in love at a young age with the, the songs, with the colors, with the dances, with the rhythms. Like I fell in love with the aesthetic of it, the feel of it, it always felt good and, and never felt... Um, Scary, you know, not that scary. There are scary aspects because I once, yes. <laughs> I once went to a ceremony and I I threw away my um, mango pit in like what looked like um it looked like a tomb that had like an opening and I just threw it in there and there was one of the kids who was like <gasps> like. Absolutely oh. not. Like, you're going to be haunted for life. So I started crying and I, I asked everyone, like, can you guys go get it for me? Like, it was, apparently it was like a sacred space that's used. It was at Sukri and it's like, you cannot, you know, you can't just throw. I don't know. I think I just mindlessly tossed something in there. Oh, right. anyway, so, so there are some scary aspects, you know, because you have to have respect and you yes, have to, you know, yes. there, there's always, you know, you have to have knowledge about the way that you move in certain spaces. So um, not to say that it wasn't all um, not scary, but 
for the most part, it's always been beautiful to me and, and interesting and intriguing. And I always have, you know, still till today, just like so much to learn, so many questions about mm-hmm. it. And um, it's something that I definitely embrace. And I want my children to to grow up, you know, embracing it as well and knowing about it. And mm-hmm. um, and yeah, so I, I just um, really credit it to my mom to um, raising me in such an open way that I have yes. the power yeah, of you know, having choice in those spaces. Because my mom's not a voodooisant by any stretch of the... the Which is, that's just amazing. That yeah, but she, she has a lot of... Open, open to it. Yeah. Exactly. She has a lot of like voodoo flags at home. She loves like um, the image of Ezri Dato, the Black Madonna. She very mm-hmm. much connects with that. So she has all of the elements, but she doesn't necessarily practice, you know? So, okay. so I just um, basically was introduced to it in that way. And you, Movenino? Um, I was born in, into it at a certain, I, I would say at a certain level, like a Jewish kid, I didn't have any choice. I, I couldn't really take myself out of it. First, <laughs> it's like I grew up seeing my mom being possessed. My grandmother um, doing ceremonies all the time. And I can't wait when it's the time for the ceremony because there's a lot of drumming playing. There's a lot of music. There's a lot of people singing. And there's a lot of food, too. So, <laughs> <laughs> I can, it's always like a party. You know, it's ceremony. It's a party where, like, the spirit comes, help people or heal people or, like, all levels. And then, you know, there's food. There's dance. There's a lot of fun, you know, mm-hmm. so, but when I was growing up, before I, I became aware of anything, I fell in love with it. It's like I, mm-hmm. I, I realized there's nothing wrong with it. Right. Um, and all the time I was part of the ceremonies, I never witnessed any bad things happen or anybody did anything wrong. Uh, you know, um, I saw people eating in the same pot, in the same plate with people with their, with their bare hands. It's like to me, it's there's there's no words to even express or convey that love or that you know that that feeling. Like you know, they don't know each other. Those people, they they just met there and they're eating in the same plate. No, it's a sense of community, right? Yes. Of belonging. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, to me, there's I never had any fear, or I never saw anybody had fear. Um, into like for voodoo or about it or because I grew up with people that know what it is and that mm-hmm. know all the rules and every aspects of it and every matter of it. And as you mentioned that, you know, in Christianity, like we have God, we have Jesus, we have the Holy Spirit, which I call the trifecta. Can you talk a little bit about how the deities are structured in voodoo? There's no deities in voodoo. That's why voodoo is not is not a religion. Voodoo is is, is a form of the spirituality. It's a it's oh, a way of life. You know that. Mm. So that's interesting that you say that it's not a religion mm. because from what I understand, it's been declared as a religion yes. in Haiti. It's not uh, in 2004 um, when Aristide um, was celebrating 200 years of independence. He turn voodoo into a religion. He accept mm. of doing that, but he knew as a priest, as a former priest, he knew that voodoo cannot be a religion because we don't have a God in voodoo. Mm. You know, we don't have faith. We don't have belief. Those things, that don't, they don't exist in voodoo. 
you you you're supposed to have faith or belief when you cannot see the thing that you're interacting with. In Haiti, we we interacting with the with the entity, the entity my mom is possessed and and telling me everything, telling me like talking to me the spirit like Ezudi or Ligba or those spirits. I grew up experiencing things from them, so I don't need faith. Well, mm. I don't need belief. Interesting. So, the, but the, the the Christianity they talk about belief and faith. It's because they they want you to believe. They want you to be part of something that you cannot prove, you cannot see. There's there's no manifestation of of it whatsoever. So it's different. You know, mm-hmm. when the spirit comes, he tells you something. The spirit gonna tell you something, or the spirit gonna do something that you you are gonna witness. It's not the person that is there. You you will witness that. You will understand that. And if the if the spirit wanna talk to you, they're gonna tell you things that only you that know that specific thing that the spirit gonna tell you. So it's it's gonna be a, an experience. You're gonna say what? You know. So those type of things tells you this is a spirit that's 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 here. It's not a, it's not the person. So I have a question. So then, what is at the base of the? Uh... What's the foundation of voodoo? Because if it's not on faith, if they don't, we don't rely on faith or any of the above. What 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 is there? Okay, um, voodoo description is the spirituality of the ancestors mm. through nature, through nature, because as human, we here we come, we manifest physically. And then we're not leaving. We're going to stay here. And we're going to keep manifesting. But our body, our soul are going are gonna to be gone. Mm-hmm. But everything about us is going to remain and going to stay. So some people, they, they connect to people, to like people that, that are passed away, and they turn them into loi. Like they turn them into loi, they call them when they want them. Mm-hmm. So, and that person comes, and that person remember its name. The person remembers everything about himself. So it means that death, that the Christianity, Christianity has been really talking about death. I don't think it's something that exists. Mm-hmm. So it's a physical, physical. death, yeah. not a spiritual death. Right. Well, well, in Christianity, we believe that no. you know your soul goes in purgatory or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll yeah. kind of believe that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's different. It's different. It's not the same thing, right? If, if like if there's a good person that live in a community that used to help people, and when that person dies, they're gonna do a ceremony to turn that person into into a loa. So that ah. person can, can be still at use when they want that person. So it's there's no deity in voodoo. Okay. There, mm-hmm. There's no such thing. Because everything that we use, everything that we call upon, or everything that we invoke, we connect to them, we talk to them, mm-hmm. and there is like, it depends on how the relationship is. Sometimes they serve you more than you serve them. Mm. Sometimes they they telling you, please, I want to do this for you. Let me do this for you. They they are they, they are worshiping you and they are um they, they are really bending the knee in front of you so you can give them a little time so people can know about them. The loi. 
the law. The law, okay. So, so a lot of times you can punish a law to tell the law, I'm not going to do a feast for you this year. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to talk about you. I'm not going to let people know about you. And that's a punishment. So, and the, and the law would totally please you and do whatever you want them to do. So if it's a God, if he, if he was a God, a lot of people talk about divinity mm-hmm. in the water. They talk about Simbi or divinity mm-hmm. in the fire when they're talking about Ferai or, or the divinity on the earth. They're talking about Baon or, or whomever or the air, but it's not divinity. They, those people existed in the timeline that they lived here on earth. And so, and then they are, they are so strong. Mm-hmm. Because some people are very strong, you know, they, their conscience were bigger than, than other people. So the, those people remain like an antenna or like a, a frequency to lead. And these are what the law is about. It's not gods or anything. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned the ancestors, and that's a very important aspect. Yes. So how does one honor the ancestors? And so if I understand it correctly, you know, some of the ancestors may become laws, right? Correct. And they help you, right? Am I understanding it correctly? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So how does one honor your ancestors? Because I know how in that... In day-to-day in life. Exactly. Because mm-hmm. that's very important. Uh, to honor your ancestors, like my mom just passed away. Two years ago, my mom passed away. And then when you honor, my mom now has be- has become an ancestor. Mm-hmm. So if she was good to me, if she was good to everybody, and I want her to be remembered, I have to keep a ritual for her mm. so she can remain present. Present. Mm. And she's been present. She's been in my dream since the one that she died. Mm. Oh, wow. So she's been in my dream like almost every night. She's a strong, she has that strong consciousness too, like I, I, I said. So I, I cooked whatever she used to eat, whatever she used oh. to like. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when it's her birthday and I put drinks that she used to, to drink. And when you say you put them, do you have some sort of altar? Is that what you're you mean? You don't have to have an altar. You can okay. do that. You can put it on the floor, mm-hmm. and you can put like if you. My mom was a Sagittarius, and uh, she was dark skin, and she was working with the Loas as well. And then she had like brave Gede as her crown. Mm-hmm. So I know all these things about her. So I I know exactly what to do. For the law and for her, just to please her and to keep her in in the realm, so mm-hmm. she can stay here with with us. Oh, that's deep. That is deep. That is deep. You just mentioned Gede, and as soon as I heard that, I had to. I have to go there. <laughs> <laughs> Your wedding. <laughs> you had a Haitian Gede wedding. And it was all over the internet. People from Montreal were telling me about it. And I'm like, yeah, I'm aware. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone was talking about it. Can you explain to us what is Gede, Mm -hmm. first of all? Because every year we know that you have your Gede party and you got married. In a Gede. In a Gede. Yeah. In a Gede style. Style, You know, can you tell us more about that? Yeah. um, Our... Anniversary falls in the month of November, so we wanted to um, keep the 
sort of date of our, you know, um, relationship consistent with our marriage um, anniversary. And in November, going into December in Haiti is the season where the Gidis are honored. So it's the equivalent of like um, how we have here, like um, Halloween or Hallow's Eve or, or um, in Mexico, they have Dia de los well, Cuetos. So like yeah. they're, they're the same sort of energy is across the globe. We just observe it under a different name or different terms of different spirits. But um, in Haiti, it's a, a whole family of spirits that are known as the Gedis. So the, it's a really beautiful season because it has its own colors. It has its, its own foods. They, they have their own dances. Like everything is very specific and particular to that, you know, that body of spirits. So um, the colors are dark. So it's like black and purples and mm-hmm. whites. Um and the, the dances are very promiscuous and the foods are very spicy because, um, you know. For the way, moyo. Yeah, for the way, moyo. And what does that mean in the, English, Daniela? Warm up the, the cold dead. bodies, warm up the dead, yeah. And they <laughs> love to curse and use like promiscuous um, or foul, not foul, but um, lewd, uh, you know, language um, because they don't have the same like fears or the same um, concerns as we, the living, have. So um, I had run it by Movolino as just an idea. I was like, what if we had a wedding that was like completely Gibby themed? And he gave me the green light and I I started to plan it. And um, every time I had like a new idea of like how far I wanted to go, he would sort of reel me back in like, okay, like this is a great idea, but you're going a little bit too far with like (laughs) this, this or that, because we want to present it in a way that is relatable enough, but not too, we don't want to go so far off the, you know, rail that it's like, terrifying because it is it, it's a time to honor our ancestors and those mm-hmm. who are no longer with us but it can get intense you know mm-hmm. so sometimes in 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 ceremonies that i've assisted in haiti like if someone really gets possessed by like let's say a giddy spirit they can like um bathe themselves or douse their privates in like hot peppers and like really like rub themselves but then when they come back out of it like they don't remember and then all of a sudden they're outside you know so so there are like certain aspects of it that can be shocking to like a complete um you know foreigner outsider or someone who's never experienced it so in our wedding we had a gala for example we had foods that were um in the so hold on, what is a rara? Explain for the listeners because most people will not know we yeah. do, but rara <laughs> is band by foot, it's like a street band that plays. Um, it's it, a community band, it's a yes, it's like a, it's in the community, it's it's formed by the community, and it's a lot of um, so it's like it can be compared to a marching band here, so it's like mm-hmm. instruments that you can walk with, and then they pick people up as they go along. And it's um, traditionally it goes on the calendar like around what spring or mm-hmm. around that time, but year round you can find it out as in in Haiti. And it's um, yeah, it's, it's it's just a way to like move around um, your 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 after neighborhood car- after carnival. It's after carnival is uh, yeah. exactly it falls in that um, 
calendar. So we finished off our our wedding with a gala where like everyone followed a gala around the whole venue <laughs> and it was everyone had their shoes off and just like hair down. It was we really wanted it to not be like a stuffy wedding. We wanted it to mm-hmm. be like family style, you know, there's like plates of black rice, plates of gold, plates of this. And then, you know, you have to ask the next person down, like, can you pass me a spoon? Can you pass me this? Like, so it wasn't like have... the server comes No, 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 no. We didn't everyone. have a seating arrangement. We didn't. We wanted people to, like, sit yourself. You no know, where seating your heart arrangement at a no, wedding? No oh seating arrangement. God. I was very adamant about it. I said, people are grown. People know oh, how to sit themselves. Like, I don't need you to tell me. I don't like to go to a wedding for you to tell me where to sit. I don't. Yeah. I, most of the time, I'm not happy with it my was 12 over the year. <laughs> most of the time, you I'm know, very upset with where I get placed. So I didn't want to put anybody in that position. I just said. Well, for the most part, I think Asian people do what they want anyway. They're like, exactly. yeah. yeah. It wasn't, we didn't have, um like, individual tables. We had the whole space ah, as a big U-shape. So we're okay. all sitting on the same table. That makes sense. So we had our head table where we had our key people who were with us. But then after that, those two long tables on the side was anything goes. You sit on the inside or the outside. And then we had performers coming in and out doing traditional gated dances and drumming and singing. We walked down the aisle to, um, you know, drumming and and singing. Also, we had a friend of ours do our... Celebration. Not celebration, like when someone marries you. Yeah, officiate. Vows. Someone officiates okay. us, a friend of ours, a drummer, exactly. And then um, our vows, everything was very um, thought out. Like our flowers were in calabash and, you know, oh, like we had nice. flowers mm-hmm. imported from Haiti that were like the bougainvillier, you know, those flowers mm-hmm. that are really like All those red flowers, flowers. beautiful. Um, so we really tried to bring a lot of the um, Haitian aspects into the um, aesthetic of the wedding. And I feel like, well, now we're seeing it more like Haitian themed weddings, but Gede mm-hmm. definitely is like all the way left because it's not like we just did like cousin or like something yes. a little bit lighter. Like we went very extreme with it. So I think that's why it was shocking to many some people felt it was a little dark people were confused about whether we were marrying spirits or marrying each other or <laughs> marrying what so you know we had a lot of those questions come through but <laughs> but um we love Gede and we we celebrate Gede every year and as a couple before we got married we always had um like a Gede themed event that we threw it which we okay. now do every year mm-hmm. so we just sort of did a you know did it bigger for the year of our wedding and and now it's bigger than ever every year we have a fed gede in brooklyn and this year we're planning on expanding it bringing it to florida bringing it oh to my god yeah so it's um it's picked up and and people are traveling from all over to come and attend these events and it's it's really like a cultural um immersion like yeah, I remember going to one of them. I think it was mm-hmm. in 2018. My sister was here and we went. We had such a good time. It was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it was sweet. really amazing. And we were we're like, oh my God, we should have prepared because it was kind of last minute we decided to go. <laughs> and we didn't have enough makeup, costume. <laughs> we were like, oh, we missed out next time. <laughs> well, you have this year to make yeah. up for that. Exactly. Right? November. We know where you'll be. <laughs> we have a face painter who comes every year and she does the full like skull face because oh my God. traditionally um for Gide, you they put baby powder on 
around their faces and just make it white mm-hmm. um, and wear like sunglasses with one lens popped out. That's like the typical traditional wow. <laughs> look with the top hat and the, and the cigar, but she can, um, we have a friend, uh, Tamika who does, she's Haitian also. And she does face painting and every year she gets better. And she does like a full on skull face with the veve, which is like the sigil or the symbol for the giddy spirits. And she, she's really amazing. She puts it on the forehead right there. She's, so if you're not prepared this year, you can come. With your <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, talking about all that, I think it's really great to see how so many young Haitians are embracing voodoo overall. Mm-hmm. I even saw a documentary recently. This young man was talking, he was in a basement in an apartment and he's like, nobody knows what's going on down here. But yes, we do practice voodoo and for mm-hmm. us it's okay it's totally you know it's an not open taboo thing. it's not taboo yeah. and you can now easily go through internet and find you know a voodoo priestess mm-hmm. and i think it's great because there's so many other things that are out there that are accepted why not us why not voodoo yeah i think that the um social media and internet has definitely made it more accessible and more um like openly discussed in these spaces Mm -hmm. and i find that people are more open to come to our events because sometimes like the basement ceremony is too intimidating for some you know um those Mm -hmm. who know know and, and attend and that's great that's for them but there are a lot of people in the diaspora who have no access no prior experience with voodoo at all their family won't answer any of their questions but they have this like burning you know um inquiries about it and I'm happy that we have um, have the ability to create these spaces for people to come and sort of like learn and and basically create a safe space for people to um, immerse themselves in mm-hmm. in that part of our culture because it's such a big part of our it history. Is. As Molina was saying, like you know, we we are the first um, black republic, the first independent black republic, but we always um, tend to brush the the aspect of like the city under the rug and like not talk about it. Like we want to be the first black Republic, but we don't want to acknowledge all of the spiritual work that went into such an act. You know, it wasn't just one um, aspect of it. It it was a lot of different moving parts. So it wasn't just a military. Exactly. Exactly. It was also that, but, Mm -hmm. but a lot of that, I feel like the boiling point was at, you know, a ceremony. So it's important for us to to acknowledge that to at least acknowledge it. You know, even if you're not a practic- yes. practitioner or you don't, you're not a believer. But I think that it's important for us to all like at least be on that page. Like we can all agree, <laughs> like there was a ceremony that happened. <laughs> that's what set it off, and then from there, everything was sort of like a domino effect. And with that, you bring up a good question: is that why do you think it is that voodoo has been so demonized by mm-hmm. by individuals? Mm-hmm. Interesting question. It's um, obviously for for the deeds and for what we built up on voodoo, with voodoo, that scared, that really scares everybody because Sindomeng, which was Haiti at the time, was the most lucrative plantation for the world. Mm-hmm. So today, France, America, English, 
the, the, the Spaniard, everybody, everybody, you know, suck our blood just to be where they're at right now. So mm-hmm. after 400 years, and then we decided we're going to get rid of them, and we did. After 400 years, those people that fought for the independence, they were born into slavery. Yes. They didn't know freedom. any other life besides mm-hmm. being mm-hmm. a slave. So th- those people, they chose to fight against it. And then, and then they, they beat the, the colon. And then now the colon said, it's not a normal thing. This is not really a normal thing. This is not that normal. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. So, and that's why they've been really paying a lot of money to create propaganda against. Yes. Media. They invest their own money to create movies about it. Mm-hmm. And Serpent in the Rainbow. And then to, yes. <laughs> you know, to literally write a totally different story about what it is, what it really is. And then the church descending to Haiti, like in, in a massive way to just like, you know, they come with foods, they come with clothes, they come with everything to feed you, just to take you off of that. And you can see the result after 200 years they've been doing that. You see where Haiti is at now. It's mm-hmm. uh, we are the small. We are one of one of the smallest country in the world that has more church than <laughs> every other country. And we are we are so small as a country. We have more churches than every other country. We have more churches in America. No. Yes, we do. I think it's oh like for God. the amount of land. Yes. The land, yes, yeah, like that's per, right. Yeah, per square like, mile, we do have New, the most. New mile. York is crazy. Is is four times bigger than Haiti. New York is four times bigger than Haiti. I'm, I'm talking about capacity. Capacity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We are 12 million people. Okay? We have more church than New York, Texas. <laughs> California. Yeah, <laughs> we really have too many. That's what I'm saying. That's a so, lot. So it's it's not normal. This is not right. normal. Why, why do we have all these churches? It has become a business. How come China doesn't have any church? How come North Korea has no church? South Korea has no church. Why Haiti has all those churches? Why in the world Haiti has all those churches? Mm-hmm. It's not something that comes like that. Right. They are thinking these things too. Because that's why right now when you're talking to Haitians, they say, ah, <laughs> most of the Haitians, they don't know what voodoo is. Yeah. Most of the people that are initiated in voodoo, they don't know about voodoo. They said, I'm initiated, but I don't know much. I embraced it, but I don't know much. Quick question for you. What is it to be initiated? So initiation, there's many type of initiation you know but initiation uh, by itself means something you want to be part of something foreign mm-hmm. so like freemasonry for example uh, freemasonry is something that uh, solomon was king solomon created he was in ethiopia so whoever is now want to be part of freemason you, you have to be initiated mm-hmm. it's the same thing if you want to be jew you have to be um, naturalized, naturalized mm-hmm. as Jewish. Do some studies, and yes. if you want to be a Christian, you got ba- get baptized. Probably yeah, along yeah. the same Things line like that. because yeah. it's a, it's foreign nature. Yes, you know, but you cannot be Haitian and to be initiated in Voodoo. To me, that's always been 
something that don't make sense, you know. But it's something that they created after independence called the Asogwe Association Asogwe. It's a form of voodoo that was born after slavery. So that voodoo was born after slavery, where like they accept church prayers, the images, everything. It's a, it's a, it's a Christianity combined with voodoo. That that's what the Asogwe is really is. And then for that, they wanted to take control of all the voodoo, whatever voodoo happening. They want to take control of that in a government control way. You know, so if you want to be part of the intellectual voodooism, you have to be Asogwe. You have to Mm. get initiated. So in that category, yes, you can get initiated in that kind of voodoo. To me. It's not the pure voodoo. It's not pure. It's a hybrid between church, Catholic church, and Protestant and voodoo. I'm more interesting into the voodoo that that was before the independence, mm-hmm. not after the independence. Okay. Because the voodoo that got us free is the voodoo before of mm-hmm. the independence. Yes. Not a watered down version. We still have voodoo in Haiti, but the country is weak. The people are weak. Mm. Everybody is kind of like wanna be church. They don't wanna be labeled as voodooism or as voodoo pe- people or as, as voodoo person. Like everybody's like, huh, ah, they don't know how to do that. So no, so that's why we and I we contributed a lot into when it comes to voodoo, we contributed a lot because we're not afraid, we understand it and we just go for it. And people are like amazed, like, wow. And Every day we have tons of questions. We have a lot of people writing us, like, mm-hmm. like you know, numbers of questions to answer. And what, what is it? Is it this? Is it that? Blah blah blah. And a lot of people wanted help. We help them, you know. And mm-hmm. practice voodoo is 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 not something that is so literal. It's not that literal. I think you guys practice voodoo too. Um, I don't think so. <laughs> My Christian brothers and sisters who are listening, I, I, I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> let me tell you. How, let me tell you how. You, you don't eat the food of Ezvidanto. Uh, no, <laughs> I, oh, I don't, don't even know what that is. You don't really? eat grio, grio banan pese. Not really. I like goat banan pese. We. Oui. <laughs> but then, you don't eat jiri avec avec uh, poire rouge avec poisson. Of course, of course. So that's the food of Ezuli Frida. So the taste that we have as as a, as a community or as people as a nation is from our spirituality. It's from the ancestors. Interesting. You see, I'm learning so much from you today. So so now listen to me. You guys practice voodoo your own way. When you eat these foods, you doing your own voodoo. When your grandmother has the recipe and prepare this food for you. Mm. It's a kind of voodoo that he's, he's preparing for you. And when you taste that, you're like, mm, wow, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's so good. Like Daniela, she's a, she, Daniela is a great cook. She knows how to do voodoo in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. That's how, I like that. Yeah. Like, this is practicing. It's not that little. It's not mm-hmm. do, doing that, you know, that bad things that the way that... um. Um, Hollywood mm-hmm. or those people right. play or like perceive it. This is not how it is. You know, like the way you, we dress is voodoo. So it's a way of life. It's Yeah. Mm-hmm. The way we dress is voodoo. Sometimes, you know, we put a lot of colors. Sometimes we put less colors. It depends on the season. 
Right. So all of that is voodoo. The way we dance is voodoo. Like Kompa Direk is is Congo. When you dance in Congo, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, it is Kasselirit. This is how the old people used to dance. They like this, and they like. Mm, 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 mm. This is this is the this I is voodoo. Love my compa. I have to. Ah, okay. So you do voodoo, right? When you dance, that's what I'm saying. I do love my compa. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So a, a, a lot of times we don't we even know the the level of things that we do because right. we we don't know. Yeah, I think it's so ingrained in the society. It's ingrained in everything we do. That uh it's ingrained in everything we do. But at the same time, we've been so you know we've been told so many times that it's bad, it's bad, it's bad, it's bad. Oh, don't don't talk about that. It's like Mm. such such a taboo at the same time that you know it has created this uh, very negative connotation in regards to voodoo, which is unfortunate. It's unfortunate. Well, we hope that you book Manvelino will help to clarify at least, you know, a little, because from what we understand, you are writing a book. Yes, I'm writing a book because of the need. A lot of people, they don't really, um, they don't know and they're afraid of it, but there's only love there. There's spirituality Mm -hmm. and it helps you. Voodoo is nothing but connect with yourself or within yourself, Mm -hmm. you know? And and the best thing about voodoo, it's like you don't have to look out of yourself. You can do voodoo within yourself, mm-hmm. you know. Because Christianity, you have to you have to like look ahead to look for God, you know. Like look for the light. Or where's God? Look for whatever. But in voodoo, you don't look outside of yourself. You look within. Mm-hmm. Interesting. It's within. That's mm-hmm. interesting. You know? So it's it's more powerful than you know because. Seriously, there's no God out, outside of yourself. Mm. If you don't exist, where is God? Or well, if God exists out of you, so when you die, God doesn't exist. So it, this is why God within yourself makes more sense. Mm. Because we don't die as people. We don't die. We we passed. We moved forward. Mm-hmm. We take a different step, a different place. You know? But we don't. We don't die. I'm still dreaming of my mom. You know, I'm still dreaming of my father. I'm still mm-hmm. dreaming of my aunt. I'm still dreaming of them. And sometimes they tell me things to do. If I need help about something, they would come mm-hmm. in, in my gym, tell me, you want to do this? This is how you do it. Do this like this. Do that. Write it down. Yeah. Present. If, if the person is dead, how come they're still directing you? Right. How come they're still, like, mastering you, telling you what to do, how to do things? Mm-hmm. This is not the deed of dead people. Right. You know, so we, we have to really understand like the levels of things in real life. You know, spirituality is it's a like it's a vast matter to talk about. Yes. But there's is. like some part that we can right. really nail down yeah. to understand and so we can we can be better as, as human and be better as mm-hmm. people. Yeah. And that's why I'm I'm writing this book because a lot of people they, they think voodoo is bad things, bad energy is the devil. <laughs> So is the same way. Life, life is very valuable. Life is, you know, like life is very amazing, and life is an experience. Yeah, there's life at different levels. Yeah, you know, there's life at different levels at different realms. You know, but life still remains life, and life is given to you to experience something. That's true. And 
nobody has the right to take it away from me. I agree. And before we go, um, Riva, we wanted to hear about your school, the dance school. Did you want to say a thing or two about that? Yes, I have um, a dance workshop series. Um, it comes uh, seasonally. Um, so it's not year round. It's called Tutsipa, meaning um, basically like there's no wrong step. Like it's all part of the dance. Mm. Um, it's a way to encourage people to learn about the traditional Haitian rhythms and dances in a like non intimidating way because you know it's not a formal dance company. We're mm-hmm. not like okay. working towards a show. It's just um come and have fun exactly to have fun and to be introduced to like what is um you know because some people just think oh haitian dance but there's like various rhythms there and they each have their own energies and they have their own colors and they Mm -hmm. they, it's the same as what Mogan was saying about the spirits you know having different colors and different seasons and all that so every class is a different rhythm that we focus on and um Right now, we're wrapping up our New Year's uh, workshop. So we just did Ibo last week, which was, um, oh. you know, the dance of freedom, which is like very fiery yeah, and, nice. and fierce and a lot of jumping. So my ankles are in pain. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the next class is going to be Congo, which Mobulino mentioned, which is sort of similar to the two-step uh, so it's a more uh, coquette dance, yes, it's yes. A lighter. It's more like flirtatious. So it's different, different vibes for every class. So I encourage the students to wear, um, you know, specific colors for the specific class. And um, that. I uh, use a studio that's um, black owned, um, woman owned. It's um, right on Sullivan Place in Brooklyn. It's oh, called Abundance, mm-hmm. and. Um, yeah, every Monday night we do dance classes. That's there, great. So, yeah. Hopefully you, you all can come to one before we wrap this. I, I need to because, you know, in <laughs> January I, I have to work on my, you know, <laughs> my pandemic weight gain. <laughs> and you said you like Kumpa, too. I do. I, do. I did say that. I did say that. Yeah. <laughs> and so before you guys go, we do have a question um, that we ask all our guests. So what's your favorite bubbly? And do you have a story for the first time you tasted that bubbly? I don't really have a preference. I usually enjoy everything. When it comes to champagne, I love champagne. And I enjoy all all the flavors, you know. Sometimes I'm in the mood of that flavor. Sometimes I'm in the mood of this flavor. It depends (laughs) on the season. It depends on the day, you know. I Mm -hmm. don't Mm -hmm. really... You don't have a favorite. Mm. It's true because in the summer, it's nice when it's like crispy for the hot months. Yes. Winter, it's nice to have something that's a little bit more full bodied or like something a little bit sweeter. It's true. It does depend on the temperature. But if you were to go to one bottle, let's say, oh, you feel like having a little something bubbly. What would you go to? You had to go to the corner store now. <laughs> Maybe not the corner store, but the, the, the corner liquor store. store. <laughs> the corner liquor store, yeah. <laughs> First of all, I would ask, I was ask them, what is your preference? What do you like? And then do um, the conversation first and then do just... You like to try new things. Yeah, and then most of the liquor store, they, they always um have like, um they're trying a bunch of like, That's especially true. champagne. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, the ghetto people don't really... <laughs> enjoy the champagne as much as other areas, which is the truth. <laughs> <laughs> the hard liquors. <laughs> they always go to the hard liquors. So 
in, in my liquor store right now, if you go, you're going to see That's all true. of them, they are giving, like... They, they like to buy those little bottles. Always, bottle. like, yeah, giving, yeah. like, little taste because they're, like, teaching the community, uh, you should like this, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Melina will tell it like it is. I like, <laughs> so, a, I like a good Lamarca. Lamarca Prosecco. I oh, that's like. a good one. Yeah, and we like that. Does one. like Bev Clico. He's, you know, he does like to have a conversation, but he also has his preferences. You like Bev? <laughs> <laughs> I, I drink Bev a lot of time because it's a, it, it's not like too much of anything. Yeah, it's balance. it's balanced. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I, I usually it it goes with the season, you know. Mm-hmm. Yes, I like I that. I like that. <laughs> Yeah, before you guys go, I want to tell you one more thing about voodoo. Yes, please go ahead. Um, voodoo is not voodoo as the New Orleans, as in New Orleans, mm. is vod and un, like the way you said it when you made the research is mm-hmm. voodoo. And it's vod means um, concrete and un means spiritual or abstract. Mm. So those two words, mm. vod means concrete, like the body is concrete. You can self. touch mm-hmm. self. And then the own means spirit, the part that you mm. don't like, the part that you oh. don't know, the part that you spent all your life to to know about. And that own is in everything is voodoo. Mm. When you say un gun. Oh, yes. Un gun means, gun means man, and un means spirit. Oh. A man who works with spirit. Un si. Si means women, and un means spirit. A women that works with spirit. Un for. Four means temple, one means spirits, the temple of the spirits. Mm, see, this is very educational. Yes. I didn't yes. know that. I didn't know that. Yeah. I did not know that. You know, you may get a few people that will call you and ask you, how do I become a Buddha? <laughs> <laughs> but, but, um, but that's a question that comes up all the time is like, how do I connect with my spirits or how do I connect with... T-? But it can start very simply just by like lighting a candle or yes. like leaving out some coffee or leaving out, you know, pouring out some water. Like Molino said, preparing a dish that your ancestor like that a past loved one um used to enjoy like these little things i feel like you can just start to make those connections on your own without having to necessarily um you know seek it outside of self like mobilino was saying mm-hmm. yeah. all of this, like that i yeah, like that always speak um loud speak for you to hear because when you speak your spirit hears it mm. like prayer it's, yes, you know, it's you have to say what you want out loud. Out loud, okay. you know. This is one of the first which my mom told me, like, okay, what do you want to achieve for the day? Ah, I wanna, I wanna have this. Okay, say it out loud many times when you wake up in the morning. Say it like affirmations. Yeah, yes. so you, yes. you keep saying what you want. I, I mean, I do affirmations, but I don't do them out loud. So that, that's yeah. very when, when you talk, you're talking within yourself. Yeah, you your yeah. And you're talking to the spirits that are around you. Oh. They hear you. A lot of mm-hmm. time when you talk, they, they're watching you. They know your body languages. But some of the things that you may have issue with, they don't know it. Mm-hmm. They, they're not, they don't know it perfectly. Mm-hmm. They cannot make, make out what it is. Right. A lot of people, sometimes they, are, they have a struggle. They have an issue that never resolves. It's because they never... They never accept the issue, that one, and they never really say it out loud. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. It is. Yes, I love you that. You have to say it. I have this problem. I can't take this. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't like this part. 
I need this to be fixed. You, you don't need to know how it's going to be fixed. But you have to understand the minute that you put that out there, it's going to be fixed. You know, I like that. I'm going to take that as a challenge to actually do that. Me too. I will. You know, I, I will. Because it's there's nothing wrong with that. You know what I mean? It's in tuning with yourself, with the spirits and, and you know, your ancestors. This, that's okay. Well, they've led us to believe that that's uh, crazy. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yes. <laughs> to be speaking out loud to yourself or not to be speaking to anyone. You know, that's something that's very prevalent in, in Haitian culture. People are always speaking out loud. Yeah, they do. That's true. They and do. that's the norm in, in Haiti. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They say you're Yeah, here you can't be speaking without someone else. You know, if you're not in a conversation with someone else, it's like, who are you talking to? So, right. I, yeah, and, and like you said, like I find myself also like saying affirmations in my mind, but that's not. Yeah, that's not enough. enough. Even in they, you know, in Buddhism, they they say like you have to unlock your throat chakra. Like yes, you have they to do. Act, in in order to activate that and to unlock it, you have to actually um, apply your your voice. You have to use your wow. voice for that. So epota kupali, shanti, chanting, all of that. So now I'm I'm making you guys practice. Yes, you are. Thank you, thank you thank so much. You. you guys have opened the door to to our spiritual path that we are on. And I must say that I will be exploring Vodou more. Definitely. Beautiful. I will. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers, Maggie. What do you think mm, of this mm, one, Danny? Mm, mm. Oh, this is a good start. It's this a is good a good one, right? <laughs> a sparkling wine. Mm-hmm. It's a rosé. It's a rosé, yes. And it's American. It is. That's right. Mm-hmm. It's American, but not really, right? Mm. So it's based in New Mexico, right? Okay. However, it has its roots in France, of ah, course. Yes. Bien sûr, méthode champenoise. That's right. <laughs> And the, the <laughs> it originated with Gilbert Gruet in the House of Beton in France. Ooh, That's right. Bourdon. Yes. And so members of the family moved to New Mexico. Okay. And that's how they started that's the winery started there. Ah. So it's based in the U.S., but it's it's French. It's French. Yes. That's right. French. But mm-hmm. it, that's why they call it sparkling wine because mm-hmm. you know. That's right. Yeah, it's not made in champagne, but it has such a great flavor. It does. Oh, wow. You taste the strawberries? I don't taste strawberries, but it is fruity, Mm -hmm. but not sweet. I taste the strawberries. I'm definitely tasting strawberries. You're tasting it? Mm -hmm. I don't taste anything. (laughs) You taste good. It's terrible. My taste, right? My taste buds are the worst. But it's more on like the dry it, side. Yes, yeah? it's not mm-hmm. sweet. It is on the dry side. Mm-hmm. And it's made from Pinot Noir, 100% Pinot mm. Noir. That's why you can pair it with so many more, you know, like more more flavorful, yes. more, a bit more heavy type of food. I right, saw. the venison. Yes, and I the saw salmon. the venison, yes. the salmon. Yes, I can see why. Mm, this is good. I, I enjoy it. I love it too. <laughs> okay, now price point. 
Price point's not bad. It was about fifteen to eighteen dollars, oh. depending on your location. Oh, that's very I'm good. I'm telling you, I'm not going back to any forty dollar <laughs> bottles because this is where it's yeah, at. This Miss is good. Shopping wise, thumbs up. The thumbs up. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Bubbles of Wisdom podcast. If you like this episode, please share it with your BFFs. You can find all our information and join our mailing list at bubblesofwisdom.com. You want to keep this conversation going? Follow us on social media, Instagram at Bubbles of Wisdom, Facebook, Bubbles of Wisdom, and of course, Twitter at Bubbles underscore Wisdom.